welcome to the Stop in Junk Show, where we share our opinions on random subjects, topics from interesting news, other topics, pop culture, uh, my, our script? likes and dislikes <laughs> from things we from things we came here and said to Wonder things we Con. did or I something. Know, I should know this. I by almost now. knew it. WonderCon yeah. 2022. All right, take take two. That was a great intro. Yeah, welcome to the Stuff and Junk Show, where we share our opinions on random subjects from interesting news, social topics, pop culture, our likes and dislikes, things we've seen, heard, or read, to what we did and what we do. You know, Stuff and Junk. Hello, my name is Albert, and with me are three different podcast networks here. You got Derek from the Geek the Falcon. Say Hello. Hi. You got Anna. From Pop Prison Power. <laughs> and we got Tyler from the Grand Geek Gallery. Yeah. And Moses Stream Racket Challenge. Yeah. And Unnecessary Debates. Yeah. And, and, and he's a big whore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, even though I introduced them, we're going to cut over to my interview with David Glancer. And I'm going to play you guys in You're already pushing us aside. I know. That's how it Jeez. works. That's how it works for you guys. You act like he helped you get a press badge <laughs> or something. So, so listeners. <laughs> Take a listen to the interview first, because I'll give you some backstories of WonderCon. We are in WonderCon 2022 here in Anaheim Convention Center. Uh, we're at the last day, but for now, here's the interview. Cut to the clip. And once again, I am with David Glancer. Normally, you'll hear me interview him at San Diego Comic Con, but I'm not sure if you know this, but this is our first time we're interviewing in Anaheim. The it last is. time we did for WonderCon was over in LA back in 2016. Hard to believe, huh? Yeah. Hard to believe. I was surprised too, because I know we normally do Comic Con, and I'm like, we don't normally do WonderCon, but this year is going to be a little different. By the way, listeners, if you didn't know, Chief Communications and Strategies Officer, David Glancer. All right, so I do have some things to here to run by you, and as usual, I like focusing the logistics of how sure. a convention is run and some of the events that happened over the weekend. Sure. Now, um, the whole thing with the mask and the vaccine. Now, the, the whole state is pretty much kind of forgoing the mandates and whatnot, and I know you guys were already dedicated to still do the massive vaccine. Now, was there a sliver of hope you, were, you guys were going to like, you know what, let's ignore that and just go without it? I think the challenge for us and probably other uh, shows is trying to stay on top of the different guidelines from different, not only federal, state, but even counties. Mm -hmm. So, you know, those people who aren't uh, from Los Angeles, I may not realize that... Um, you know, at, at one point, um, Los Angeles had a mask mandate for indoor restaurants. San Diego didn't at that time. Mm -hmm. So there were a lot of different things. We had people coming from all over the state and all over the country. So uh, we decided to go ahead and early on err on the side of caution okay. by having the mask mandate. Um, and California had has a rule for... The, the size of a show and what those uh, guidelines are. And um, anything over a certain number of people is considered a big show. It's considered like a, I think a major event. I forgot what the actual right. terminology they use. So we were going by those guidelines. And so we wanted to make sure that when we started advertising the show that people were aware of that. Right. And so we stuck with that. We'll see what happens by summer. I mean, things could change. Correct. Uh, but right now, people have been really very accommodating there hasn't been a lot of pushback on the on the mass mandate and i think good. people are having a good time that's good that's good uh, coincidentally enough like a couple hours ago i posted our, our weekly comic strip on my website and it had to do with the convention se season and whatnot right and i put a joke here you go uh, you know 
technically there is a pandemic and all that stuff, but let's enjoy the con, right? Funny thing enough, there was this joke Twitter handle, friendly COVID-19, and he responded back to that, to that to post. He go, well, technically I still exist. You know, it's like that <laughs> it is kind of funny, but yeah, technically it's still around. So, and yeah. I think, you know, I think it's important. I'm glad you brought that up because you know what? We, the two years where we were in total lockdown, I think uh, was really challenging for a lot of people. You know, some people lost their jobs. Mm -hmm. Some companies went under. We lost a lot of people. But I think, you know, emerging out of it, I think people are having a more realistic view of things. And you know what? I think being safe and taking precautions is never a bad thing. And if somebody can make a little light of it and still at the same time, you know, asking people to beware, the more power. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, um, considering the fact that we are right across the street from the Disneyland Resort, any consideration collaborating with them regarding certain events? I mean, there is like a comic book team land over there now and all that stuff. Yeah, you know, the uh, things were really challenging setting up this show because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we had our Comic-Con special edition in November, which was a smaller event. It was our first event after uh, COVID. there's a lot that goes into the the workings of putting on any show, as you can imagine. Yep. Um, I think in the future, we'd like to collaborate more with others. For this show, we really wanted to try to keep it as simple as we could in terms of um, what we were doing, how we were doing it, and really teaming with a lot of the people that we've worked with in the past because they know how we operate, we know how they operate, and it would be a lot smoother. And even so... I think there there still are always um, areas that could be a little confusing, but um, it went well this year setting it up. But yeah, I think in the future we're certainly open to anything like that. Anything that can bridge, um, you know, uh, the communities, I think is, is something we'd love to explore. Absolutely, that's all. That's all what CCI is all about, right? It's yeah, all about the community. Yeah. Now speaking of community, I have heard word from the, some of the people that they kind of wish the food trucks would still stick around, maybe like an additional hour. After after show floor ends, I know it's not you're in control by that, but is anywhere you can add a request to Anaheim, maybe like hey, sure. have them stay a little bit longer. Well, I think I, I, one of the challenges a lot of the food trucks have is also running out of food. So uh, because they're self-contained, as I understand it, and this this could have changed in the past, um, we would tell our team, you know, my team in particular, um, try to get out there, or you know, when you take your breaks, try to go as early as you can. Only because food, oftentimes, the later it gets into the day, uh, supplies can run low. Some may be able to replenish, I don't know, but um, it's certainly something we'll tell people, absolutely. Because I think having them out there are, are fantastic. And mm-hmm. i got to tell you, man, the diversity of food out there is yeah. just incredible. Yeah, as somebody who was, who, still, who was practicing Lent on Friday, trying to find, like, uh, Lent-friendly food, it was actually... A little bit easier than I thought it would be, so that was really good. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, um, there were um, uh, some dishes that had you know fish or, or mm-hmm. stuff that didn't have meat necessarily, and and so that was you know that was uh, something that was welcome as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and on same subject of food, uh, people kind of like seeing Dole Whip being here, ice cream station being here. Is this something that you guys could consider putting more off, like a soda station? I know that was in Comic Con Special Edition. So the. Typically, the concessions are run by the the facility, mm-hmm. so we don't have a lot of uh, say in that because okay. it's a food and beverage type thing. Gotcha. So it, it depends upon um, the facility. I'm sure they get a lot of different requests, but again, I think because of post COVID, I'm not sure um, 
how easy that has been. I, there's been some great selections here. Right. Uh, and my hope is that as we progress, maybe until next year, we'll see even more. Is it actually possible for uh, a, a vendor to show up at Comic-Con like an exhibit thing? Uh, to have food or yeah, whatever. Yeah, to have food. It, I, I, it would have to be cleared by the, the concessions people. I see, okay. But oftentimes what ends up happening is you have to uh, pay what's a corkage fee. So as an example... If you wanted to go to a restaurant, but you want to bring, you know, you're going with three friends and you're going to bring your own food, um, oftentimes a, a restaurant will say, well, okay, but you have to pay X amount of whatever fee it is to eat your food in our restaurant. Because, of course, the restaurant wants you to be able to um, eat their food. Same thing with concessions. I think concessions uh, have their own foods, their cooks and all that, and they have agreements with different, uh, cater- with different companies uh, so if, if somebody wanted to come from the outside, like we said, oh, I know this great hot dog guy and he'd like to have a booth, I would imagine the convention center, they would have to get cleared through them first. And there may be an additional fee because they want to make sure that, you know, they approve whatever food's going in. I don't know if that's the case for um, for uh, Anaheim, okay. but typically that's why you don't see a lot of food vendors on, the, on, on convention floors. Yeah, Sometimes right. you'll see them giving out free samples. That's different because that's something that doesn't really have a negative impact on, on uh, the facility. Okay. But even then, sometimes there's a fee for that for each item you hand out. I see. But that you know, positive feedback from the people seeing all that there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of the people, I'm not sure if you're able to answer this, but what is the percentage of people who who was who's been here before and new attendees for WonderCon? We don't know, and and the reason being is you know uh, two years no convention really kind of uh, had a impact an imp- had a financial <laughs> right. impact on us yeah so typically we do uh, surveys and, and and things like that we're we're a little more lean this year in, in in that regard um just anecdotally from what we've heard from people a lot of people who come back to wondercon are people who've been to, to to wondercon before okay and a lot of them seem to be very very uh, aware of comic-con as well i know in the past we've had a good crossover um, not as much as you would think, but a good crossover nonetheless. I'm hoping that our special edition show in um, November was very small and um, people really that attended really enjoyed it. Right. And we told those people, you know, if you love this, you should visit WonderCon. Yep. So I'm hoping we'll, we, we will have seen some of that transfer from there as well. Yeah. So hopefully that will result in a, in a more community again, like you mentioned, uh, and, you know, um, more people at WonderCon. Yeah, it, this this event did feel almost like a Comic Con special edition, like you yeah, said, yeah. smaller crowds and whatnot. But uh, I noticed the arena wasn't being used, and and there were several panel rooms that weren't really being filled up. And it seemed like the crowd this year aren't very much the panel going crowd, which kind of surprised me. Well, I think the 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 one of the things we're really dealing with, and I'm sure we're going to see this in other conventions, is uh, people are still apprehensive. Like like you mentioned the uh, the, 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 the one uh, cartoon saying, you know, I'm, I'm still here. Right. The pandemic still exists. So I think there are some people who'd rather not go to super events. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are still some uh, mandates from certain companies that they can't attend certain events. Yeah. So um, while we've had some really great television and movie um, presentations, we didn't have in the arena because the arena is not an inexpensive facility to rent. And we thought we could better uh, achieve that by by not using that massive room, still having a big room, right. uh, and accommodating that. And I think so far it seems to work out pretty well. 
Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. I think yeah. I think the 200 rooms have been pretty adequate for different large crowds. Yeah. But hopefully next year we'll be back into the swing of things and, you know, have uh, the arena and, and, and uh, you know, a lot of people too. So. Speaking of the arena, somebody wanted me to mention it to you. Like, I know you normally use, like, maybe like a little over half of the arena normally because the screen is on one side of the room. Is there any chance to do it similar to how how a Crypto Arena does it or SoFi where the screens are around the middle? Well, again, it's all uh, a cost. So anything is conceivably possible. I don't know what, I don't, I don't personally know what their um, AV setup is in that room, but I, I imagine you could. Okay. But again, it's the cost uh, versus, you know, the, uh, the revenue. Right now, again, because we're kind of operating in a bit of a deficit in terms of our budget, right. uh, it, it was something that we just couldn't do. Now, if we get a lot of uh, interest in, uh, from a Hollywood or from, you know, big major panels that want to, to be in the arena, then I think we can step it up. You see that in San Diego where we have a lot more screens, we have backdrops, we have a lot more there because it that the fact that we can do those big panels, attract more ticket buyers, allows us to have the revenue to be able to do those things. And we can do that at WonderCon. We'd, we'd love to. Oh, yeah. Let's see that. Oh, speaking of panels, um, weird, weird thing that happened, I'm not sure if that happened occasionally, but some people have brought it up. We were trying to get into the convention floor for this for the nighttime programming. So floor is really, you know what this is. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. It depends. What are you going to tell me? So there was there was a thing where they will hold us at the door and they wouldn't yeah. let us in. And I'm not sure what was going on with that. Yeah, we, we, we weren't really sure about that either. Hmm. We, we got wind of it and certainly told um, those people who were staffing the doors, you know, there's stuff going on at night. You need to let people in. The, the the reality, and this happened at San Diego early on too. Okay. Um, and even when we were in in, in um, the Bay Area, oftentimes, um, you know, a security or whoever will look at the the show hours as being like ten to seven, and assume the show starts at ten and ends at seven, like with a lot of different um, events. Well, our show is different because even though the floor closes at seven. We have programs that go well into the night. I think there was some confusion in that regard. Uh, we had to make sure they straighten them out. One of the things that's good is, you know, and of course, we haven't been here for two years either. So I think once we start having our shows back, people will get back into the swing of, oh, yeah, this is a different show. Their, their floor closes at 7, but they still have programming, so hopefully that won't happen again. But I, I can tell you that we will make sure next year uh, <laughs> that everyone knows do not keep people out from seeing panels absolutely now um speaking of panels what correct me if i'm wrong but is this kevin smith's first q a panel i know he's been a guest in different panels at wondercon but i think this is his first dedicated you know, panel isn't it i i don't know that's a great question i know there was um you know kevin smith is a is a is a is a very talented guy i wanted to say we have a great relationship with him he's always done very well by us by being at his presentations and all that uh i can remember you know even in san diego way back in the day we'd put him very late at night because right. he, he could be a little colorful yeah um and I run did, long yeah and I, yeah exactly <laughs> and um much to his fans and, and and our you know joy because it's great when you don't have to cut somebody off because of time restrictions or whatever mm -hmm. i didn't have a chance to see his panel last night so i really don't know was it Friday night or last night? Uh, it was Friday. No, it was last night. Last night. No, I'm sorry. It was Friday night. Yeah. I got to tell you, man, the, the days all kind of blend in together at this right, point. Right, right. 
But so I don't know much about that, but I know that um, people who attended it had a really, really good time. So yeah. I, it was I, a good panel. Yeah, there were there was a couple of the Q and A people from comic from San Diego that were yeah. over there. Oh, really? So you can, those are like the regulars, right? And you kind of see the whole H regulars, as people yeah. call it. Oh my gosh! And they were they were there. Yeah. And one of them brought their brought their son for the first time. Oh, did they really? And that was pretty nice. Oh, that was great. Yeah, yeah it was good. Speaking of Kevin Smith, I'm not sure if he got wind of this, but last night there was a Twitter post from Comic Con. And Kevin Smith had um, was questioning, like, why would you post that? Of course, he finds out that it was actually his fault. So it's <laughs> interesting. Uh, before that post went up, I um, we have a social media person. I said, uh, I, 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 you know, this is kind of edgy. I'm not sure that that we really want to do that. Mm-hmm. And she said, I totally understand, but this is from his description that he wrote. Absolutely, yeah. And I said, okay, well, you know what? Because, you know, you know Comic-Con, we're very middle of the road. We try not to be jarring or anything. Right. So um, I said, okay, well, you know, we, we can have fun, and we'll go ahead and post this stuff. And, uh, yeah, I was, I was, you know, kind of shocked when I saw his post about that because – the last person in the world we would be critical of is, is Kevin Smith, Smith because yeah. again he's done so much for us, um, and I was very relieved that he came back. I don't know if you saw the saw that subsequent one, yeah. post that said right. you know mystery solved. Uh, that Twitter post was written by me, um, and so I appreciated that he you know he had said something about that. Now the question is why didn't you guys just remove the Twitter post originally? Well, we could have, but he wrote that, so you know I think he wanted to keep it on. Well, no, 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 but I think you know. Again, the ability to do something right away during show hours is very difficult. Okay. I think if this happened uh, on Monday or Tuesday, uh, we could have pulled it right away. Okay. But I think the other thing too is we wanted it to. We would want to talk to him to make sure that he knew that he did this, as opposed to saying, "Oh, this is a negative," because right. we don't want it to reflect now. Because that same wording is in the program book. That same wording is in the, in the panel description on the website. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, you know, that opens up a very big can of worms. Right. Does that mean do we scrub everything? And um, I'm grateful that, that you know, he acknowledged that he wrote it and, and he was very, very, you know, nice about it. And so yeah. I think we're all good. Yeah, that, that's good. That's good to hear. Um, WonderCon this year started on April 1st, which is April Fool's Day. Yes. Now, was I did not see any jokes or pranks throughout the whole event. I'm not sure if you've heard otherwise. Well, luckily, there are, not that I'm aware of uh, okay. in public. Unfortunately, my, my, my team, who I love dearly, mm-hmm. um, you know, played a couple of little practical jokes on me. And oh, okay. anybody who knows me <laughs> knows I absolutely do not like practical jokes. Okay. Because I, especially during the show, I'm like in a very serious mode. And one of my uh, team members, you know, had said something. And I, I think I reacted rather, you know. Uh, negatively, you know, and then he said, eh, April Fool's, and I was like, oh, <laughs> and it took me a little, you know, a couple of minutes to, to calm down from that, but I, you know, I'm not a big fan of surprises. Okay. I think in my job, I always have to prepare for the worst, and it's true, I think, of any publicist or any, anybody who does this type of thing, you, I would rather be prepared for something than surprised by something, so when I hear anything, you know, my first my first reaction is, oh, my God, okay, what do we do? Um, but luckily, in terms of the show, I I haven't heard of anything either, and I'm grateful for that. That was something we were all – I was certainly worried about. Too. 
there, there was no policy telling vendors in exhibit halls, like, don't make no, any jokes? No, you know, I don't think you want to. You, I think one has to be very careful about what they do. You, you, you want people to adhere to certain rules. And Comic-Con and WonderCon already has a lot of rules that they have okay. to adhere to. So I think, you know, I think it went well. I think, right. um, you know, there wasn't really necessarily a, a need to tell people that, um, you know, they really had to adhere to this or this. Because another thing, too, is you don't want to create a situation where someone says, well, you tell me I can't do this, so now I'm going to do it. You know, so I think we just try to take it in stride. And, and, and again, luckily, I'm not aware of any that happened. Uh, there may have, but, you know, I guess what I don't know is is, is not a bad thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't know either. I guess yeah. maybe we'll find out after the weekend's over. Yeah. Now, as usual, my last question. It's usually a fluff question, nothing, not necessarily related to Comic-Con or WonderCon. Um, have you got a chance to go to Avengers Campus yet? I have not, <laughs> oh, but okay. I have to tell you something. I, the, My assistant, just, I'm a big Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. My assistant just told me of a couple of items on the floor that um, I think I must have some money burning a hole in my pocket because it sounds very interesting and Actually, I think just shortly after this interview, I have another thing to do, and then I'm going to head on the floor and drop a little cash. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. But for for Disneyland, Avengers Campus, Galaxy's Edge, have you have you visited them at all? I haven't. I want to, um, but I haven't had a chance to. And you know, when the when they opened up after um, the pandemic, right. they had this like limited attendance, and I thought, oh, that's the time to go. There was a time to go. I'm entirely too old and fat <laughs> to like, you know, want to wait in lines too long. Right, right. So I thought, oh, this would be great. Unfortunately, it was too late by the time I, I did that. But I, I I will go. I just don't know when. I have right. friends who've been several times. Everybody says it's just the most amazing thing. Mm-hmm. And being such a Star Wars fan, I I, 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 I want to do it. Yeah. Uh, and maybe I will find some obscure Tuesday or Wednesday or try to scrub the Internet to find out. Uh, or search the internet to find out, you know, what the best day is, yeah. uh, and then try to do that. But I do yeah. want to. Have you been? I have been. Yes. Yeah, how is it? Oh, it's fun. Yeah. I love it. You know, it, it's it's the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is very immersive. Yeah. So I like that about that. Yeah. And Avengers Compass is fun because there's all these Easter eggs yeah. on Marvel comic fans and all. That oh, time. that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, I haven't been to the park in a very long time, and I really need to. It's like, it, you know, it's funny when you work in this, you're exposed to so much of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you really want to get out there and, and, and do the things that you do that got you into this in the first place. Because, you know, all work and no play makes for a very dull David. Just remember, uh, and listeners, this applies to you too. Get a reservation because you need reservations to go into the park. Yes, I learned that. I learned that I read a story about some people who didn't. They had tickets but no reservations. So trust me, before I go in, I am, I am such a... I'm not the most tech-savvy person mm-hmm. in the world, but I have a lot of friends who are. So when I decide to go, I will make sure that they you know, tell me exactly what I need to do, how to do it, when to go. And, and I think that'll be, uh, uh, I'll be very grateful for that. And I look forward to having a great time over there. Awesome. Once again, David, thank you for your time. Thank you for your time. And once again, listeners, anything to do with Comic-Con, WonderCon, Comic-Con-related, go to comic-con.org. Thank you so much. Thank you. And we're back. There we go. That was informative. I should know because I recorded that. It was. I learned so much. That was my favorite interview I've ever heard. All right. So he's a stand-up guy. (laughs) So quick thoughts for WonderCon guys, Um, Derek. Uh, It was interesting to be back after three years, but 
they tried to recover. Uh, they weren't fully recovered yet, but I can see they put the effort in, and I hope going forward that uh, next year's even better. But it was it was a good uh, it was a good recovery for as much as they could do. Agreed, Anna. I mean, I liked it. Um, there there wasn't a lot of people, so um, I mean, Saturday was the most uh, busy I saw it because I got stuck in an aisle. But other than that, no, I really I enjoyed it. Um, I it was. Kind of like Comic Con Special Edition. I was just happy to be here. Hold on, this was way better than that. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, <laughs> well yeah, but no, Hold but, horse. but it was one of those things where I'm just, I'm just happy to be here. Oh, okay, I'm not gonna nitpick okay. it. Because, Your attitude was the same. Yeah, gotcha. I was just like, I'm happy. It's here. There's people here. Everyone seems to be enjoying themselves. So it didn't seem like there was too much drama happening. I, I just want to make sure we're clear that this was way better than Special Edition. Yeah. <laughs> and now, honestly, I like Special Edition. So. Yes, I like Special Edition, too. Yeah. Special, yeah. Special Edition was fine. I, I feel like it was kind of needed just to show how much of a titan Comic-Con is. And I, I'm not, honestly, I've said this before. Like, Comic-Con is a necessary titan. Like, you need that. Comic-Con needs to be, like, A+, because that's what other conventions strive to be. Or, you know, maybe strive not to be. And I, it was cool to see what it used to be like, but I cannot wait to get my Titan back. Yeah. It's really special edition. They were they were getting their feet wet with this whole thing, and then WonderCon is an improvement over that. They're, now they're waiting in the pool. They're like yeah. they're like waist deep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then and then now hopefully in July they'll be all on the they'll ball. Cannon, they'll cannonball we'll in. See. <laughs> we'll see. But I, I did also like WonderCon 2022. It was nice and relaxing. It's kind of like a mix of special edition and a regular WonderCon. But I, I do am surprised. I am surprised that the panels were a little bit lacking. But at the same time, a lot of studios didn't want to participate. So I guess you can't really blame WonderCon for that. Well, the, the sad part about it is, though, and I, I'm saying this in reference to I feel bad for the, the shows that participated, that even if, like, Saturday when there was an ample amount of people on the floor, and like you said, it was, like, heavy traffic, you still go upstairs and there's like 100 people in the panel. It's like, yeah. what the hell, man? Like, what? What do you, are you all just that disinterested? But I guess, you know, everyone has their own taste. Yeah, it seemed like this this crowd this year wasn't really interested in panels. You know, so go figure, right? Uh, Tyler, as a person who actually had a panel, what did you think? Hey, that's a good segue. <laughs> do you want to redo that? No, no, not at all. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, Albert, I get noise, folks. I, as you can hear, we are still knee deep in concrete. Albert like, doesn't edit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, I mean, well, I think my, I, I have to be very careful what I say, just in case anybody hears it. But um, I, I do think that there was a very uh, bad communication issue with uh, the security because I had a late panel for some reason. Um, and uh, it definitely hurt our chances. I know there were 20 people I know who weren't able to go see my panel because security did not know that there were panels going on after the the con the, the convention floor was, was was over. So And as you guys heard from the interview with David Glancer, that it was addressed that, that it was all ACC's thing. Comic Con had no idea that ACC was doing that, but that is what happened. Yeah. It just it <laughs> I'm never gonna hear from him. I'm not, I'm not gonna get an apology. But I mean I love doing WonderCon, I love having my panel here. I think the panel went really amazing. It was our smallest room ever and uh the and first... it was a really good panel. Yeah, it was a really great panel. It went really well. But it was it was a smallest room and our smallest turnout, but that's okay. Ne- on the next year we'll kick butt again. But you know what? The important part was it was one of your best shows. Oh. So yeah. as yeah. a as a gathering, you guys excelled. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> it was corny. You, 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 you say they were grand. Oh, that's corny. I, I, I should know there's no way I'm going to top Albert and corniness. Oh, man. Yeah, so what, what else do you guys think about the, about the show for? I mean, 
I thought it was kind of interesting that Friday was actually very slow. Slower yeah. than Sunday. Actually. Friday was almost like special edition. What there, I, there was literally almost yeah. nothing to do. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know about that. I, I mean, mean, we we made no, we made do like you know we got stuff up, but I mean there was very little even panels on Friday. There was no, there wasn't uh, any TV really here on Friday, and so like we pretty much just had the exhibit floor to uh, cater to. You, you say that even though Kevin Smith and Tyler's unnecessary debates is on a Friday. Come on, at the same time after the exhibit floor is closed. Still, still, still. Nice to know they brought the two best panels after the exhibit floor's closed. Thanks. Yeah, right. Just <laughs> saying. Uh, I mean, I think it's crazy because, like, you know, at 3, 3 p.m. on a Sunday, we had the biggest turnout of uh, special edition, and then they turn around and give me 8 p.m. on a Friday. I was like, okay. But anyway. Um, that means they think you're a pretty rowdy crowd. Yeah, yeah I right? guess so. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I had a lot of fun on this one. I think the floor is okay. I think they should have downsized. But the thing that really bothers me the most, especially since I have so many – independent creator friends. I don't understand why Small Press and Artist Alley are so far away from each other. I don't know. I feel like the game the game hall should be on the other side and then the Small Press should be where the gamer play, the gamer hall is. I just don't understand why they're separated and it's and it sucks because I had a lot of friends who just didn't do well because like nobody went over on the right side because it was just like we said the right side you mean like the uh, south side? The, sure, the hall, south side. Hall, hall, hall D, A? Or no, or hall C. Hall A. Hall A. That's north side. Yeah, north side. And, uh, you know, it's, it's like nobody was over there. The well, north, like, the, the strategy there is they put Funko right there. Yeah. And they assume, which they kind of assume correctly, that people will gravitate towards that area. Yeah. And that will get people to go to small press. While the badge area is right next to Artist Alley, so they'll grab it, they'll also head up over there as well. I mean, that's the strategy, as far as I can see. I don't know. I just saw, like, Anna and I, I was making, like, I was making jokes. So it's just like, there's so many booths that just had, like, boxes of comics and they had like no banners no name no nothing and i'm just like that's why is this old, here that's old school comic con though i know it's old school comic con but this is WonderCon and comic con they, they need to do that at no, comic con well, revolution Long Beach comic con anywhere else that's uh, all the other 80 conventions in southern california during your the friend, year your friend steve's backyard Right? No. <laughs> Craigslist something. Like, I'm like, Craigslist it's con. WonderCon comic con i just feel like everything should just be flashy and, and big and just uh, they should have, I don't know. Spoken like a true millennial. Uh, <laughs> I just remember the first D23 where there were three Radio Shack booths, and I was just like, what the hell is okay. this? Radio uh, Shack. Yeah. That, that, that was something of the past, Anna. Yeah. Uh, That's old, older people. Yeah. No, I know. I know. <laughs> um, I just want to bring up how, uh, I know we talked about it a little bit, but uh, for people that didn't go, uh, observation that we had, is there a lot of the big companies were not here. No Dark Horse, no Marvel, no yep. DC. Yeah. It, there was, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Aspen was here, though. Aftershock Comics, like the smaller publishers. Yep. But, like, there there wasn't a lot of, uh, there, and there definitely wasn't any studios. There wasn't a TV network. There wasn't even any independent film ones except for uh, Legion M. They were, I think, the only ones. Well, that Legion were, M only shows up. But that's what I'm saying. But they and, were pretty much it for what? And no book publishers were here as well. And that is the most important thing. No. Yes, it is. <laughs> I know. Uh, but I would say, so in the sense of uh, referencing to different and the fact that we're still not back yet, those are huge staples that were not here. So there was tons of anime, comics, small, so pre anime. small press, artists and stuff. But if you're here for media, then no. You weren't going to get that well, There here. was even Boom. I was shocked about Boom. Oh, I didn't think about and even Skybound. Skybound's right down the street. Like, I was mentioning to uh, Albert about Skybound, yeah. So it, weird. It does seem like they're still waiting the water, waiting yeah. the pool, and hopefully July will, Comic Con will definitely show where people's interests are in, uh, in, a, in a convention. Let's hope. That's pretty much like everybody together. 
because everybody's so into doing their own convention that Comic Con might go the way of E3 for all we know. Ooh. Years from now, right? Oh, oh years I mean, from now. Yeah. I was gonna say years from now, not anytime soon, but years yeah. from now. I, mean, I said it on podcast. I thought I was worried that CCI was gonna succumb, and then like PAX or even um, like now with Fanex. Right. I mean, th- those are just monsters now. Like Fanex is doing so well and so big. Like Denver, Denver Comic Con, Fanex uh, or Denver Fanex is like one of the biggest conventions in the country right now. It's it's I, I don't know. It, it might be. He might be getting a Los Angeles Fanex. That might just be taking over San Diego Fanex. <laughs> San Diego Fanex. We'll I see. Mean, we'll see. I mean, they're kicking butt. Well, any more other additional thoughts? Um, oh, oh, oh wait, well, there you go. I'll say uh, I, I like the exhibit floor. I got to see a lot of cool art and meet like and meet a lot of cool artists. Um, panels were okay, aside from unnecessary debates. Uh, <laughs> I, I just was in pool to go see a panel. And because I'm just like, I'd rather be on the exhibit floor and explore there and see what I can find there and meet people there versus going to the panels. Like, I, 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 I enjoy panels a lot more than I did when I was younger, so. Yeah. I mean, I'm generalizing here, but in this time, like, a lot of attendees were here for the cosplayers. Yep. For, yeah. To meet other geeks and conventioners and exhibit hall. That yeah. seems to be their main priorities. Panels seems to be on the on the backside of uh, priorities for a lot of attendees this year. And go figure. Unfortunately. You know, but at the same time, like, I guess people are just getting tired of panels. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of conventions where they just don't give a crap. LA Comic Con just does not care. They don't even have backdrops, nameplates, nothing anymore. They won't even give water anymore at LA Comic Con. So you're saying this is pretty much a result from that? Possibly. They're no, coming, they're, coming, I, they're coming from smaller conventions who so don't really have much. Panels, no, I, so. I just think WonderCon was just not prepared. That's my honest to God. Well, I mean, it, it doesn't help when the studios don't even show up. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, so well, that's the thing. Like, I, I think a big difference with what you're saying with panels, it depends on the show. I mean, we had majority of shows from, uh, from like Hulu and like CW and stuff. If you were to get stuff from like Netflix or from, uh, uh, give me, I'm brain farting. The bigger, what are the bigger uh, Apple TV or something like the bigger streaming services? Like people would have probably been filling the seats, but it's oh, like true. it's like what you brought here was like the B, B and C squad stuff, you know? Like it's it's a lot. The people don't care. The shows that are on TV that they brought aren't big to begin with. No, no disrespect to the people that did show up, but but remember, it's their choice to show up or not. Comic Con do not does not pay people to come here. They have to decide to come here themselves. No, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. Like, I think people would care, would care more about the panels if it was I bigger, agree. bigger shows and bigger. I agree. I mean, there was no movies here. Usually, we at least get the DC animated come ones. On, Legion, Lupia was here. That's a movie. Yeah, oh, Lupia was here. My bad. I, that is, if anyone should be called on that, me, that's true. Very bad yeah. on my part. Just, just, just and if you, you people should know that Lupia movie was here, and if you didn't see it, you should in the future. Yeah, I mean, just like in special editions, Lupia was the main big movie, as far as I'm concerned. Of the oh, event, and as was. well as WonderCon as well. Yes, I mean you got you got Miss Universe Philippines stories in 2021. You know, Katrina was actually here. That was pretty cool for me as a Filipino guy. So yeah, it's like yeah. And th- you know what the good thing is is I went to the screening and they had a decent sized crowd and that was really good for them because they gave them a bigger room and uh, so they were able to fill it. They didn't have to turn anyone away and they were able to get as many people as possible to get the opportunity to watch it. And they got a huge applause at the end, so that was great for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just want to make. I just want to throw in to make sure, like, if in the sense, even though that this was a smaller edition and like, you know, like I said, they're still just getting things back. I still had a good time. It was still, I mean, there is definitely the pluses of there being less because you're able to get around fine. Absolutely. You're not sitting there with like trying to get smushed into crowds and like 
I was able to get into the panels I did want to see. I was able to get into everything, no problem. I was able to see plenty of friends. I ran into plenty of friends. Yeah. So there are definitely pluses to there being less to do because you have more time to do other things. But at the same time, I hope in July that I get bigger uh, of my nerd stuff that I want. I hope they get back back on their feet. Yeah. That's all I want. I think so. I believe and it. And unnecessary debates at a good, decent time. <laughs> I, I, I like being able to look at my schedule and be like, damn, I got like four or five panels in a row or something, or four or five oh, in like... Hat, you know, in the day or something, instead of like, well, I got one. Delete, <laughs> <laughs> so, delete. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that was kind of me too. I was canceling panels myself, and apparently, I hear that there were panels that were getting canceled as well. Oh, there you know, were. They just were oh. not showing up. You know, so it, it is it is a weird transition to. We're not quite back yet. We're not quite back yet. Yeah. yeah. So, but I had fun, like you guys said. Like I, I had fun. I always try and find a way to have fun at this kind of events because. This is the place where we get to let loose the things we love. So yeah. I appreciate that. I, I enjoy that. That's why I'm like, I was just happy to be here because it is. It's a place where we can be fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I definitely need this. I can't see yeah, waiting until July without this. It would have been brutal. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we shall see. That's right. why we needed special edition. And now we got WonderCon. Now we're going to get Comic-Con. That's WonderCon special edition. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there we go. That's WonderCon 2022. Down to a wrap. Uh, once again, Thank you, Derek, from the Geekdom Fancast. Happy to be here. Anna from Pop Prison Power. Woohoo! And Tyler from the Grand Geek Gallery. Oh, yeah. And Moses Stream <laughs> Racket Challenge. Make sure to watch our recent video. And also, <laughs> Unnecessary Debates. If you get to see them in a, in a convention, definitely check out Unnecessary Please. Debates. Uh, actually, our it's panel was recorded and will be on YouTube. Oh, there we go. Woo! It'll be on YouTube. Uh, thank you, Derek. Thank you, Tomahawk Photography. Oh, there we go. Music has been provided by Gloomy June, formerly the Y Axis. Contact info, ways to support us, and everything else can be found on whatpersonwhere.com as well as the show notes. Uh, this was episode 550 of the Stuff and Junk Show. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, this has been a podcast on the Who What Works Why Not. And see. <laughs>